Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. What a privilege to be here again with you all and to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Uh, Wow, Uh, what an awesome year it's been, right? I knew I'd get that response, that's why I said it the way I did. An awesome year. You know, God is, God is good through it all, and, and uh, you all inspire me, and you have inspired me throughout this year. Uh, online, you've inspired me in person. Uh, the courage that it took and it, that it takes to go through a pandemic, uh, a di- unrest, and all of the other things that we've received, all of the things that's going on in the church today. We can, I can see it going on in your life. Sometimes it feels like chaos. Sometimes it feels, you know, like nothing's going right and we're on the wrong path. But God assures me as we stay with his word, we're on the right path. We're on the right path. And Pastor Steve has been speaking about circles today, or this, this month, this past month, and encouraging us to just get and trust one another and be able to open ourselves up to one another, and to be able to share our lives together. And that is what most of us would say, that's an easy thing. We can do that. We can go eat out with each other, you know, when, the things, are, when things are good. We can come to church, and, and we can smile at each other and when things are good, and we can tell somebody else that is next to us, we're doing great when things are not. But, you know, those things are easy. But when we get together, we start living together. We start living together and we start acting like a true family. That's when the going gets tough. You may think that I'm telling you something that, I mean, just something that you already know, probably. I mean, if you have a family, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you may not stand, can stand some of them, but you love every one of them. And somebody else better not talk about them like you talk about them. That's right. And I'm happy to have part of my family here, John and Summer and Ryder and Sailor came with us this morning and some of the rest of them will be here in the second service. So uh, we're so glad to have them. Today I wanted to talk about a subject called Known and Adored. And as I began to think about this from the book of Psalms, chapter 139 and verses 1 through 8, and usually you don't get this type of, I've, I've not heard a lot of sermons like this uh, from this particular passage of Scripture, usually it's, it has to do with, with life, you know, and uh, preserving life and all for life and that kind of thing from this passage of Scripture. But the first eight verses really spoke to me and has spoke to me for several months now in the first eight, in the first eight verses. And I just want to uh, read those to you. It says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue. Behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. And such knowledge is just too wonderful for me. It's high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, 
you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. Many of us can understand some of that pas- those passages of Scripture. But the Lord took me back to those particular pas- that particular passage of Scripture. And we mulled over some of the things that God was trying to say, uh, maybe to us, to me, our church, and those around us today. It's a challenge for each and every one of us to, to say without reservation, Oh Lord, search me and know me. And those words, again, are just mere words sometimes. But if you really ask the Lord to search you, get ready. Get ready. Because the next few verses are going to tell you where He's going to search. Where He's going to open us up and find out who we really are. For in reality, He already, already knows. You see, many times when we live together, talking about circles... We wear these a lot. You know, we, we in our society, our culture, we, we build up who we are. We want to remake ourselves. We want to revive ourselves. So we put on these. They may be called Facebook or Twitter or some of the other things, but these what these called. And we make up things. We make up the way that we want to be perceived in our lives. We make up how we want to be talked about, how we want to be remembered, and all of those things. But all of that goes by the wayside when we say, search me, O God. Search me, O God, because then the truth comes out. Then the truth comes out. We have to realize that these things are masked before each other sometimes. Because, you know, if you're close enough to somebody else, you know the truth. Right? You kind of know the truth. But sometimes we, want, we carry that, that paradigm and that mindset over to, to, with our relationship with God. And we want to say to God, well, we're going to put a mask on before God. And we can live the way we want to live before God. And we put that mask on before God. And we try to hide things from God. We try to conceal things from God. Yet, that mask can't hide anything. From the very beginning, in the Garden of Eden, that's what we did when we tried to conceal things. Adam and Eve tried to conceal their sin, meaning of the the forbidden fruit. Adam and Eve tried to conceal what they did. And they they lied, They, they, they put on a covering and they tried to do something that would take away their guilt. But God knew. They excused themselves. They made a covering for themselves. And yet, God knew, and He still came to them. He still came to them. You see, we build and portray things, in our, in our, not only in our mind, but try to as a picture of who we want to be perceived as. So we, build, we have these masks that we put on. But no matter what mask that we have on, no matter how we come to God, God knows us. And he adores us. He knows you. And he adores you. He says in the opening verses of scripture there, Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. Oh God, he's saying you, you, have be, I, you know me from the very, to the very core of my being. You know me. You know the very secrets of my soul. You know those things that I would never tell anyone else. You know me, God. You know me. Before, before I even committed them, you knew me. And now that I have committed them, Lord, you knew me. 
Lord, you know my fears. You know my anxieties. You know those things in my life. But you, you know me and you adore me. You see, there were ne- was never a time that we were unknown by God and beyond his observation. He knows everything. He knows absolutely everything about our lives. We say we search him. Search me, O God. It's not that he's going to find something he doesn't already know that you have in your life. But he's going to get get ready because he's going to show you what you maybe have not realized that is going on in your own life. I know many of us, after the last four weeks of this sermon series, could probably tell you that there are things that God has revealed in our own life that maybe we never recognized, we hadn't recognized before that we have to deal with. You see, God knows us. And because He knows us, He desires that relationship with us. That relationship that, of the one who has created us in His image. Can you imagine the creation, the creation, saying to the Creator, I, I don't think you know me this well, so I'm going to hide behind a mask. Think about that. Think about that. Do I, does, he, does he know me? Or does anything that I do keep, think, keep him from knowing what is in my heart and when, what's in my life? Think about it. He goes on to the second verse and says, You know my sitting and my rising. What is he saying? You know when I sit down to think. You know the thoughts that I have. And from those thoughts, you know when I get up and I take action. You know every thought that I have, even before I think it. Oh my goodness, think about that. (laughs) You know that one that you just, you know, you kind of like, but sometimes get on your nerves. And, 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 you know, uh, it's just like, let, let me, let me just give me this illustration because we're all guilty of this. Well, there was uh, some people that uh, really could not sing, but they wanted to sing a special song on the Christmas Eve service, and John will understand what I'm saying here. And they sing, Mary, did you, uh, uh, Mary, don't you know? Or, or yeah. And, and so uh, they got up and sang, and they just did a horrible job. A horrible job. And uh, what do I do? I get up, you know, I let them sing. I said, oh, you guys did great. My kids said, you're a liar, Dad. (laughs) You know, we say some things when we're thinking something different. But God wants us, and yeah, God loved us. He still adored me through that time. I don't know how, but yeah, he did. He did. Because sometimes we say things that we, our thoughts are completely the opposite. But God comes in to invade our thought life. Some of us may be struggling with thoughts. Some of us may be struggling with pornography. Some of us may be struggling with anxiety. And we don't want anybody to know. Somebody may be struggling with financial issues right now. You don't want somebody to know. You're embarrassed about it. You feel guilty about those things. Don't be guilty. You're in the healing place. You're in the presence of an almighty God that can take care of it right now. And he can give you a new perspective and a new thought. It's like uh, 
Pastor Julie said earlier during the song service, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He can transcend what, what we're thinking and give us the thoughts that we need to have to overcome everything that we are struggling with right now. Everything that we're struggling with right now. It is through his way. It is through his thoughts, the thoughts of his word, that will make a difference in our life. He knows our thoughts. Don't try to hide them. Just be open with them about some of those thoughts. And when you get to those two or three people that you really respect, and you respect their spirituality, you respect who they are before the Lord Jesus Christ, you start sharing and asking for help for the things that you struggle with. That's what, that's what circles are all about. Circles about relationship and getting close enough to rub up against each other and knowing that I'm accepted no matter what I think. No matter what I think. God can, take, God can help heal me and he can heal me in the middle of his body, the body of Christ. He knows our, thought, our thoughts. Nothing is, is, is hidden to him. And even the motivation of his thoughts, the motivation of our thoughts are known by him. Next, he says, you know all my path and my lying down, my getting up. <laughs> we may leave his path, but he doesn't leave us. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't leave us. He knows our path. Get that. He knows our path and he's been there. Whew. Even when we run from the Lord, I, we talked about Jonah. I think we were, someone was talking about Jonah this past week. Running from the Lord. God knew Jonah. He didn't give up on Jonah. He didn't give up on him. He followed him. He was with him going to Nineveh in rebellion on God's transportation. A fish, oh, wow, vomited up onto the beach. But God knew. He was in, he, he, was, <laughs> he was going, but not willingly. But God knew his path. And he was on that path. He was on that path and God was with him. And God brought him to a point where he would say yes and be obedient to God. Not, not fully. <laughs> there was a little struggle there. There was a little gourd plant that he struggled with later on after... The city repented, and he wasn't very happy about it. Well, God told him he was going to repent. Well, he, was, he didn't want the people to live. You guys, I know you never think like that. You pray that everybody just prosper, and you're in, you know, your enemies across the aisle just prosper. But you know in your prayer life, you don't, you know, you don't think those things. There's not a dualism going on in your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know because I'm human. I know that too. But God says, be transparent. Open your hearts up. Open your hearts up. And know whatever path that you're on. God knows where you're at. You may be, feel that you're in the perfect will of God. And you know that God knows where you're at. You may feel like you're all alone on this path. But God knows. God knows where you're at. You may feel like you're running from something. But God knows where you're at. You know... The prodigal, the story of the prodigal son is a perfect example. The father gave the possessions to the prodigal and said, 
Go and do what you want to do. And he took his own path. But do you think Father was left him alone? No, he provided for him. And our Heavenly Father lets us go and take the path. But he doesn't leave us. Why? Because when the prodigal came to himself, when he came to himself, he said, I could return home. And I would have all the blessings. I would be better off than where I'm at right now in this pig pen. I'd be better off than this. And when we come to ourselves, when we may be on the wrong path, and we discover that, hey, we thought we were on the right path, but now we know we're not on the right path. What do we do? How do we get back? We run to the bookstore and get a self-help book, right? Hallelujah, self-help. No, the self-help books are great. They have, they, they're like a smorgasbord. I tell people, read them like a smorgasbord. Just, or, or a buffet. Just go and get what's good for you. Take it away, but don't, don't, don't swallow it. Okay? Because that's one, one person's experience. God has you on a journey. You could write your own self-help book when a few years is over. And you could share those things. And you may have some of the same principles, but your, your path would be a little bit different. God knows your path. He knows where he has you. He knows where you're going. And he's there that when you discover that, hey, I might be veering off on the wrong direction, he is there for you to say, oh, God, help me. How can I get on the right path? You know why God does that? Because God wants, wants more than anything else to have a relationship with you. He loves and adores us so much that he wants to be with us even in our ugliness. He wants to be with us. Wasn't that all about what Jesus did for us? Jesus came. God sent his only son into the midst of the ugliness of our humanity and saved us and brought us out and showed us how to live. Showed us how to live. Showed, showed us the right path that we should walk on. And so, Lord, take this path that I'm on and you show me how I can walk this out according to your will and your purpose. For Lord, not only that, the next verse tells me that Lord, even you know what's on the word that is on my tongue. Even before I speak that word, even before my speech comes out, you know the intent, the motivation of what I'm going to say. You know what it is, Lord. You know the speech that I'm making. God, you know that. <laughs> so Lord, search me. Search my speech. Search where I'm at. Search what I'm saying in my, you know, in my life. <laughs> Sometimes you, you're, the, the verses of Scripture that come to mind is, and a picture in my mind was, you know, if you can't say anything good, just grab your mouth and just hold it a little while. You know, <laughs> that's, that's a true Christian, right? Why? Because, hey, I can't help from thinking some things. I can't allow, I can't help but for those darts of the enemy to be, you know, shot over the bow. I can't help but be human in my humanness. But if I grab my mouth when I think that it's going to say something I shouldn't be saying, I'm being directed and led by the Spirit of God. <laughs> Amen. I see some of you grasping your tongue because you don't. Is he ever going to be quiet? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> No, it's, 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 it's that, being led by the Spirit, doing those practical things and allowing God to use us and to allow us to speak what He wants to speak. 
to change what we would say to what he would say. Oh my goodness. What he has to say can break the chains of bondage. What he has to say can take, take my book of words and in one word change a situation. It takes years. He could take the, my, the, a book of my life or a book of a part of my life and in one moment change everything for the good when he is involved in it. When he is involved in it. So I say, Lord, before I speak, I know you know what I'm going to say. Lord, purge me. Allow the Holy Spirit to get a hold of me. I submit my life to you and allow, allow, uh, allow you to speak through me. To speak through me. It may not be pretty at times. It may not feel like it's edifying at times. And other times it, it should be. It should be encouraging. But in your, when you're in the family, sometimes family needs encouragement. And sometimes family needs edification. They need to come along and say, You know, brother... I think that this you you are uh, you, you you need a little adjustment. It's not mean. I was talking to Sheila the other day when we lived in San I lived in San Antonio and we were apart about a year. I went to a men's study on Saturday, and this the man that had it. I don't know how many men that he encouraged. I know he encouraged hundreds every day with his text uh, scriptures that he that he did but on in his bible studies he'd have 20 to 30 people sometimes more crammed in his house and just studying the bible uh, in the morning on saturday morning and i thought i said sheila if i if i knew somebody like him in oklahoma city that's where i would be this morning that's where i would be that's where i'd be because that's where i was Getting what I needed. And it wasn't always encouragement. Oh, come on, buddy. You can make it. You're great. You're wonderful. No, sometimes it was, you need to get your life in line. And it was brother saying, hey, brother, you need a little adjustment here. All right? And yes, it takes adults to be able to take that. But you can do it. I like it. Because God takes what we speak because he knows what we speak. And as we're open to allow his spirit to speak through us, he will change what we were going to say to what he once said. And then the scripture goes on and says, you surrounded me before, behind, and you lay your hand upon me. Which means God, God knows my past, he knows my future, and he's in my present right now. He's in my present right now. And so if I allow him all the guilt from my past, I can allow his grace to boost me forward to accomplish his will now. Let me tell you what the enemy uses as a trick. Why do I know? Because he uses it on me. Guilt from your past to stop what he's doing in your life today. Today. Search me, God. Help me to see my past. I know, and I'm not proud of some of the things that I did in my past, but your grace is sufficient. If you forgave me then, I am forgiven. And that's when you had to put your foot down and say, I'm forgiven. 
God, what are you saying today? Because the enemy's trying to deter me from doing what you want me today. And if he deters me from doing what God wants me today, he will deter my future. And I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen. And so God surrounds me, my past, my future, and he is with me right now. Right now. So what is my response? Verses 7 and 8. Where can I go, Lord, from your spirit? Where can I go? You, are, you, 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 are, you know my speech. You know the path that I'm on. You know the path that I'm on. You know the thoughts that I ha- have even before I have them. You know their motivation. Oh, Lord, where shall I go from your spirit? I like what he says next. If I go to hell... You are there. If I go to if I ascend to the highest heavens, you are there. That spoke to me so many days in my life. Days when I've rejoiced, and days when I felt like I was going through hell. I knew God is with me. God is with you. If you're going through your greatest heaven, God is with you. You're going through your lowest hell. The scripture says your God is with you. God is with you. And in that moment, if you're struggling with the chaos that is around you, the things that you're struggling with, only you know. Maybe you haven't told anybody. But you're struggling. God wants you to know I already know and I adore you so much I'm here with you I am here with you I believe as the song service had gone the desire of God's heart to let us know He has never left us. He will never leave us. And He will never, ever forsake us. We may leave His path. We may think the things, thoughts that we shouldn't think. But I tell you, the Scripture says God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Does that make me, you know, guiltless and I can go do what I want to do? No, that does not. But it just means that when I cry upon the Lord, the Scripture's true. He will answer. <laughs> when I say Jesus, He will answer. When I'm in a struggle and I don't know what else to do, I say Jesus, and He will answer. He will answer our cry. I cried to the Lord, and He heard why because he is with you and if God is for us who can be against us for in the end our God is present with us whether we need him or not in the moment he loves and adores us even though he knows us better than we know ourselves 
So the fact is, come on, be real with God, be transparent, take off the mask because he already knows your innermost thoughts and the path that you're on right now. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your word today. It's a lamp unto our feet, a light to our pathway. Help us, Lord, not to be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And that, Lord, truly, we would be led. We would be led by your spirit today. For we know that it's not by might, our own strength, our own power. It's not by what we know or who we are or whose we were. But it's, Lord, because of your spirit that you've given to us today to lead us and make us more than an overcomer in this life today. Lord, touch your people today. Help them to rise up to be all that, God, you've called them to be. Help them to be the people of God. Help them, Lord, to make a difference in this world. Help them, Lord God, to make a difference in this community. Lord, you've called passion to be a light in darkness. Lord, where, where, Lord, they are struggling to understand and to know what their life is all about. Life is here. Lord, may it be launched forward to accomplish your will and your purpose. And who knows that this last year has not done just that in our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.